Thanks for the victory lap though Whoa, whoa They ain't never seen nothing like this before Lit the room when I came through the front door Ask me if I should suffer come work for Train in the trees, please What's up everyone? You're listening to The Roz Project. My name is Ivan Temelkov and I'm your host. On this podcast, we discuss entrepreneurship, personal development, family, tech, and marketing. Why should you listen to this podcast? The podcast is for those of you who are looking for life-changing advice and ways to thrive digitally with your business. As always, all content is 100% real, raw, and filter. On today's episode, I'm excited to chat with Justin Quigley, who is the founder and CEO of a company called Fresh Talent. They are a human capital management agency that helps companies around the United States better understand the people side of their business. Justin, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Evan. I appreciate it. You know, when I saw the invite come through on my on my inboxes, we're chatting prior to hit and record. I was like, "Holy shit!" There's a human capital management company, and why <laughs> I was so excited about this is because with with my business, with my marketing agency, it's a human marketing agency. But nonetheless, the word "human" I think is used so loosely in modern business that you don't always see companies that use that word in association with their business. So with that being said, you know, let's start off a little bit, you know, tell us in a couple of minutes, a little bit about you and your story and what led you up to fresh talent. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, my, my story actually started 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. And and I was actually in law enforcement. Uh, I was working for, uh, one of the fastest growing counties in, in the country. Uh, here in South Dakota, and uh, we had significant growth. There was a lot of things going on, and uh, I, I enjoyed my job. But I, I found that I, I just I wanted more. I, I just wanted more, and so I started to look right. And I did the same thing that anybody else does. I jumped online, started digging around on some online job boards, and I, I actually came across a job posting that uh, had a, a guy that I worked with uh, back in college had his name listed as the contact person. So I, I was really curious. So I didn't apply for the position. I actually just went and, and, and called him. And to my surprise, he, he answered. And, and that, you know, little did I know uh, that that was going to be a phone call that was going to change my life forever. And, and from there, I, uh, I, I, I jumped headfirst into uh, the recruiting industry. And, mm-hmm. and really got a, a, a good understanding of it. I, I was very successful right out of the shoot, uh, one of the top producers in our office. And uh, I, I then started to have my, my entrepreneurship mind start coming out and saying, why can't I do this on my own? I, I can do this with, without having to give up all of the, the efforts that I'm doing and, and the, quite frankly, the money to, to a, the company. And so anyway, um, uh, several years later, I, I started Fresh Talent, and uh, kind of a unique story with that too. I was kind of pushed off into, into the, you know, or I guess fed to the wolves, if you will, uh, with that. And uh, you know, we were the human. I like that you talked about the human capital management aspect of it because that gets me excited. Uh, we're mm-hmm. not just your your uh, normal uh, recruiting agency or recruiting firm. Uh, we did start off that way, uh, but have transitioned over the last couple of years. Uh, to focus more on the human capital side of uh, our clients and helping them better understand their people. 
Uh, and that's really what has, has gotten us very excited about the direction that we're going uh, mm -hmm. is because there's, there's a war for talent, but there's also what we refer to as a leadership vacuum. And there's a lot of things going on in the world, uh, especially with this whole pandemic that um, companies are going to realize that they can have employees at home. They can have the remote employees and they can be just as effective. Um, but uh, there, there's a lot of things that are going on with, with this and it's very fluid. Uh, but we're yeah. really excited and, and can't wait to, to see what the next 10, 15, 20 years has uh, in store for us here at Fresh Talent. Okay, very cool. Well, that's a, that's a really interesting story. And, you know, I'm a huge sucker for a story because uh, I really appreciate the humble beginnings of how people start out. I always ask about the story because I wonder, hey, did you just wake up one day and said, you know what, I'm just going to start a business today because it just sounds like a cool idea because – Believe it or not, there's a lot of people, a lot of a lot of former bosses that I've worked for that literally did just that is, you know, they just woke up one day. And I, I think because I'm a sucker for purpose also and passion and always because that's something that I followed always. That's why I was asking behind the story. But it's interesting, you know, the word human and me and you kind of chatted a little bit about this prior to hitting record. But I, I think the word human, like you said. Uh, what happens after COVID will never be the same. So what was normal will no longer be normal. In fact, the norm will probably be working from home. And I think that a lot of companies are looking at it, you know, there's companies who, you know, like to control their employees, right? And therefore they like to have them on site. And there's companies who are like, you know what, we can actually have higher productivity and more efficiency while people are still working from home and still being able to get the job done. So you're absolutely right. I think that the word human and people, you know, is really going to change after COVID, you know, and a lot of different industries. And, and speaking of that, you know, what, what's your thoughts on, you know, how do you see that from your perspective, you know, changing after COVID? I mean, uh, you know, obviously you deal with a lot of talent, you know, a lot of recruiting capital also. I mean, what are your thoughts on after, you know, COVID is over? I mean, how will that change industries? Yeah, it's, it's going to change industries significantly. Um, and, and one thing that is really interesting is we, we look at the engagement piece. Uh, when we work with an organization, uh, we ask them simple questions. You know, how are you engaging with your employees? Uh, and engagement isn't, uh, hey, we bring them through the onboard process when HR takes them through a, uh, a training course and, and tells them, you know, here's the employee handbook. That, that's not engagement. And, and there's so many companies out there that think that that, that is engagement. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, we're, we're, we're helping them shift their mindset when it comes to that. But uh, really, I think that at the, the end of COVID or when this thing kind of slows down a little bit, uh, I think it's going to be imperative that every organization looks at how they engage their employees. Their engagement is going to be yeah. key because here's the thing, and this is true. If, if an organization does not engage their employees and, and add value to them, they're going to go find a company that, that will. And, and that's yeah. the fact of the matter. And, and then we're left with, with turnover, right? The cost of turnover and what that, uh, that number is significant. And, and most organizations or companies, they don't realize that. You know, you made a really good point about engagement because uh, you got me thinking about loyalty and retention, because I think that historically, and speaking historically, at least last 25 years, maybe even longer, 50 years, maybe even 100 years, I think a lot of companies have kind of, 
you know, overlooked that engagement piece, like you mentioned, and really kind of focused on uh, loyalty. So how do I, how do I build employee loyalty that really contributes to retention? Because let's face it, a lot of companies are just not doing that. Even enterprises are not doing that. There's only a few that are really doing that. And we're seeing more of them doing that uh, these days, more than they used to, like in the last 20, 30, 40 years, simply because they're finally starting to realize that that turnover that you were just talking about is very costly. And turnover actually can be more costly, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, when you get to upper management because there's a lot more responsibilities there, right? So when upper management turns over, it's a lot more costly than when it's someone, you know, in the trenches, so to speak, right? That, that doesn't play an executive role, so to speak. So, you know, that's an interesting point that, that you mentioned. So, you know, how do you, interestingly enough, talking about engagement, you know, what are some things that, you know, when you talk about, I guess, HR and different companies and trying to place, you know, different talent, like, how do you approach that engagement piece? What are some tactics and strategies that maybe you guys use? Yeah, that's, and that's a great question. So uh, the engagement piece is going to be different for every organization. Every, every company is going to have their own way of, of doing it, or, or some of them don't have any way of doing it at all right now, uh, which is beautiful. But uh, one thing that we, we look at is, you know, the, the, the word culture is so, so overused uh, in, in today's uh, business environment and co yes culture every organization needs culture you need to have employees that fit the culture of the organization but but really what is culture how do how do you define culture um and i can tell you how not to define it it's it's not putting a a pool table in the lounge or or, or handing out free snacks in the afternoon things like that um where so many organizations <laughs> think that that is their culture right um but ultimately, to, to answer your question with the engagement piece, um, myself and our, our chief talent officer, we actually are part of a very exclusive group uh, with the John Maxwell team. And uh, I'm actually an executive director with the John Maxwell team. So I've been mentored and, and coached by, by John himself and his elite faculty and staff. So we actually utilize a lot of content uh, that we gain from John and, and that faculty mm -hmm. to, to then bring to organizations to help them uh, add value to their employees and, and engage their employees. Um, and it could be uh, little things uh, sprinkled throughout the entire year that really make a difference and add up uh, to, yeah. to ultimately retain them, right? The retention piece. You know, something else that, that you mentioned that's really interesting is when you were talking about engagement and, you know, how, how do you create that retention and that employee loyalty? And you said, well, it's not the pool table and the snacks. And it's really interesting you say that because historically, I think a lot of companies have, have done that. Like when you look at Google, the Googleplex, I mean, they do have a diverse culture, for example, but they also have, you know, on-site babysitting. You know, they've got uh, private chefs. You know, they've got these cubicle things that you can like sit in or they're like pods or something. They can like collect your thoughts. And like, yeah, I guess that kind of works. But at the core of, you know, employee loyalty and retention is acknowledgement. Just people want to be acknowledged, especially the further down they are in the ladder, especially from like, because you know, historically, you know, like upper management and the executive team are like, oh yeah, the peons down here, right? And they never actually acknowledge these people. They don't even fucking say hi to these people when they see them, when, when they walk by. And it's interesting you, 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 you were talking about engagement because I'm a huge sucker for guys like Gary Vee because I followed him for a long time. And this guy 
you know, and you said John Maxwell, by the way. And, and so I'm a, I'm a huge proponent for culture. I, I wholeheartedly believe that in 2020 and beyond, to build a strong company, you got to have a diverse culture. I'm not talking about the snacks and the pool tables and, you know, $100 gift cards and all this bullshit and the Fridays where you, you've got like casual drinking and all that stuff. I guess the casual drinking helps <laughs> or if you got alcohol in the fridge, but it's more about acknowledgement. It's all about like, Hey, what's up, John? You know, so how was your week, man? You know, just like having that five minute conversation and that's acknowledgement, like actually taking the time, you know, so, so like round tables or like, social gatherings that are, don't really have anything materialistic involved in it. It's just a conversation because people, especially in bigger companies, they don't feel like they're being acknowledged. They feel like they're just going there for the paycheck. And now more than ever, let's face it, we're seeing some of the biggest turnovers simply because people are not acknowledged, right? Because, and, and that's why they, they seek the different opportunities. So it's interesting that you were talking about this because it really resonates with the whole human element that we talked about and really just, you know, extrapolating the people side of business, right? So one other thing that I wanted to ask you is, so, you know, uh, what's sort of your approach when you go into a company and, you know, they need talent, right? And you're like, okay, so how are you, you know, uh, approaching the engagement piece and you, you find out that they have no engagement, right? So what are like some of the first things that, that you suggest to them uh, in terms of like, okay, well, we're going to find some people for you, but you got to consider X, Y, Z. You know, is there something specific that you guys look at? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So when we, every organization is different, right? And there, uh, our human capital management model uh, is not a step-by-step -step process. It's, it's simply a model, right? And in, in every company that we, we engage with, they're going to be somewhere in, the, in that model. And so our biggest, uh, I guess, win when we start to work with an organization is we don't come in and say, hey, we can do this, 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 this. We don't, we don't puke on their desk, right, of how great we are and, and how wonderful we, we've been uh, in the past you know, five years. We want to understand their business first. And then we also want to understand what keeps them up at night. What are their pain points? What, what are their, their, their people problems that, that keep them up at night? And we start to ask these questions. We start to take a deeper dive into their organization. And we call this a discovery call or a discovery meeting. And we sit down with them and we just listen. We ask questions and we listen. Mm -hmm. And once we have that information, then we can come back and we put together a plan. We, we build out a customized plan for them to say, here's what you told us. Here's what you've said. Now here's what we can do. Here's how we can help you. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, it's very defined. Uh, and, and it's again, one thing with, with, uh, if there's anything that John Maxwell has taught me over the years is that, is that change happens, change happens, but it's, it's going to happen over time and it's not overnight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we like to convey that with our clients that, this is going to take time. It's not something that you can just flip the switch and, and everybody's got smiles on their face and they're running around and, and they're never going to leave your company, right? That, that, that may be a movie, yeah. but not reality. It's, it's so ironic you mentioned. There were a few keywords as you were making that statement that were like kind of like flashing my brain. And you said change in time because this is exactly what I tell all my clients and future clients is that, if you're looking for instant gratification, we're probably not a good fit. You know, you got to understand that anything that's worthwhile is going to take some time. 
simply because it just does. You know, you can't you can't have that overnight change. And then another thing that you were talking about that, you know, I, I think it's important to notate here is that most companies, regardless of what industry you are or vertical, what you do, whether you have a product or service, usually you know, they come in with, you know, their, their, their big bang and say, we're going to do X, Y, Z, and we're going to solve all your problems and blah, blah, blah. As opposed to questioning, right? As you come in and say, which is similar to my approach is to start ask questions in the beginning. I'm like, you know, so what's your problem? You know, what are you trying to accomplish? Like what's working here? Like we're not reinventing the wheel here and not everything's broken. Some things are working, other things aren't working. So it's interesting that you said that, that you question everything because the only way that you can find out where the problems reside is by asking many questions. That's how you get to find out and get the answers of like, okay, we're struggling here or maybe we don't have talent here or we need a specific person that needs a specific skill set by the way they need to be seasoned or you know we've done this and we've had some people doing that and that's where i think you know a lot of companies maybe just don't want to go through that process because they just want that that quick win you know and there's a lot of companies right now i think a lot of them are actually slowly dying because of that. It's because they're unwilling to pivot and change and adapt to what the new, the new norm, I guess, is. You know, the, the way things are going to be handled in business in general. I mean, let's face it, a lot more people are going to work from home. So you got to get used to the idea of people working from home, right? If you don't, if you try to bring them to, to a desk, when knowing that, okay, they've got gas expenses, maybe they have kids, so now they have to deal with the kids. I mean, it just becomes a much bigger hassle. And I think traditionally Americans, you know, just, just have overlooked all of that because they were so hungry for a paycheck. And if you think that's a bullshit mentality, 80% of Americans are fucking broke and work paycheck to, or live paycheck to paycheck. Those are the, 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 the latest stats. In fact, most Americans can sustain a $500 expense because they're right. living paycheck to paycheck. So think about this for a second. Is suddenly companies are forced, especially you know, companies that are 10 million, 20 million, 30 million above, I guess they're classified as mid-market uh, companies you know, that generate that kind of revenue and above, they have to make it more lucrative for people. Because let's face it, you know, people are barely getting out of bed for just the idea of a paycheck these days, right? And so right. how are you going to make it more lucrative for them, okay? Well, most companies don't offer 401ks anymore. At least I, I, I haven't seen many uh, around. And I know uh, quite a few more companies are going to diminish that because it's a costly endeavor. But think about it. Why would you want to go work a salary job if you don't even have a 401k? If you don't even have benefits, let alone. It, but if you have benefits or even a 401k, how lucrative is it? Is there a matching there, right? Because people look for that, right? And, but I think a lot of companies are unwilling to that, right? I mean, is that kind of what you're seeing on your end? Yeah. So there's a lot of things what you just said there that, that we've had many conversations with. Um, some some of our our clients and some that are not our clients, uh, where they they ha they they have a hard time of of getting over that. In fact, one of our clients actually, um, I'll share a quick little story with them. And they're they're see the very large organization, very large, and their CEO when he visits their 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 stores, their facilities, he starts in the back where all the guys are in the shop, and he goes around to every single one of them. And engages with them. 
he connects with them. He asks them questions. How are things going? How's life? What do you, what is there things that we can do to help you out? And yeah. he does that with every single person in the store before he leaves. And, and that right there is something that separates uh, a company that engages their people, a company that cares about their people uh, and a company that wants to continue to add value to their people. So, um, there, yes, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of organizations out there that, that they, they probably know they need to change. They know they, they have something that they need to do, but the, one of the big things and John Maxwell talks about this a lot, but, uh, it's, it's this, these growth gap traps. It's in one of his books called the 15 invaluable laws of growth. He talks about these mm -hmm. traps right now is not the right time. Or he can, there's all these excuses. Realistically, what they are is excuses yeah. of why we're not going to do something. Um, and, and then we just put it off and put it off and then it never happens. So, uh, it's, I think it's really important, uh, if anything uh, that comes out of this conversation with you and I that, that somebody really takes a stronghold on is mm -hmm. uh, if your organization is not going to add value to, to the employees or, or give you a purpose, a sense of direction with, with the company, they're going to leave you. They're going to work for somebody else. Uh, and, yep. and, and actually the, the facts here are the cost of turnover the cost of turnover is on average about 150% of someone's first year salary. So like you had said earlier, when you start looking at these higher yeah. level executives that are making a hundred, 200, $300,000 a year, when they lose those, those individuals, it costs them a fortune to replace them. <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's a really good point that now we're putting into numbers because, you know, I mean, uh, when you're talking about like CFOs or COOs, even CEOs, right? Like I know GM, you know, replaced a CEO not too long ago. Um, I think it's the first female CEO, I believe. I know that had to be a huge pile of fucking cash, honestly, right. uh, because you've got an, I mean, for a lot of different reasons, you know, you've got adaptation, all kinds of things that have to happen, you know, to really morph her and adapt her to the brand, right? Uh, but, you know, what you were just talking about there is I think a lot of companies just are willing to take a risk on. And honestly, yes, I think there's a happy medium because I'm a huge proponent for risks and sacrifices. In fact, I've done a lot of that in my career. But, you know, when you're a bigger company, like you said, is, you know, it's these simple things because I think that a lot of companies have the intentions, but they have terrible execution, you know, and like. I'm using what someone like Gary V says, execution is the game because it really is. Is this that you can't have all the fucking best ideas in the world, how to retain your employees. But if you're not implementing executing, meaning like your client, you said maybe every morning you just have a, a five minute chat, you know, it's like a group huddle. Maybe it's like, Hey, what's going on? You know, what can I do to help you? What's going on in your personal life? Are the kids good? You know, are they healthy? Are they safe? You know, especially right now with COVID, like, do you need help with anything? You know, like, and I'm telling you this because, you know, my father is a fellow entrepreneur, you know, close to 20 years now. I've seen him, you know, build a business, you know, successfully that, um, uh, you know, uh, was able to accomplish that with some of these simple principles that we're talking about here. You know, it's just really giving a shit about the people he works with and just really connecting with them. I'm not, I'm not talking about like, 
connecting hypothetically, but really connecting, whether it's a phone call or just in person, you know, and saying, Hey, how's it going? You know, is everything okay? You know, like you seem kind of grumpy today. What's going on? You know? And I think a lot of companies maybe overlook that because they understand that well, I still got to put in the time. Well, if you don't put in the time, it's going to cost you more at the top. Right. And a lot of companies just don't, don't see that. And you know what? I'm by no means a business expert by no means, but it just logically makes sense to take care of people, you know, sure. and, and just acknowledge them. So, um, you know, Justin, this has been an amazing convo. You know, I, I wanted to live it on a high note because you mentioned a lot of good things that a lot of companies, you know, you know, need to consider. But before we close things off, you know, let's throw out some social handles, some websites, you know, how can people connect with you um, in the digital stratosphere? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a Facebook page uh, that they can jump on. It's, it's Find Fresh Talent. Uh, is uh, our Facebook page. Our website is the same thing. It's www.findfreshtalent.com. And uh, we actually uh, started uh, another part of, of, of Fresh Talent. We, we host uh, annual events uh, called Live to Lead, Live to Lead South Dakota. Um, and that's uh, another Facebook web, uh, our Facebook page that you can go check out um, and uh, learn, learn more about Fresh Talent. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much again for the convo. I really appreciate it. Yeah, hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's been fun.